Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Whose Health Is It Anyway? with me, Elizabeth Mills. I was so excited to get to celebrate my 10th episode speaking with Jessica Baird. Jessica founded the Sock Project. The Sock Project has received thousands of sock donations, which Jessica then pays forward by gifting those socks to others suffering chronic illness. She's gained the attention of Ellen DeGeneres and is scheduled to tour with the band The Imagine Dragons. Jessica is one of those people who literally lights up a room, one of the most caring individuals I've ever had the privilege of meeting, whom I now consider a lifelong friend. Please consider donating to The Sock Project at The Sock Project on GoFundMe. You can also follow Jessica on Instagram at The Real Sock Project. We had so many technical difficulties trying to record this episode. (laughs) We were kicked off of the call so many times. There were sound issues, but we persisted. At one point in this episode, we were cut off, and then I had to rejoin without my mic, so the sound was not the best. But we got it done. I was able to edit most of the issues out, and... um, And thankfully, Jessica was very understanding, and we kind of just took it with a grain of salt, laughed about it, and just moved on. So you will notice glitches in the sound, you know, moments where maybe our voices cut out, etc. But please just excuse those and enjoy the episode because it is a great one. Thank you so much for your continued support. I am so excited to be on my 10th episode, a bit of a milestone episode, really, and I look forward to many, many more. So much love to you all. Till we meet again. Okay, so we have Jessica here today. Yay! (laughs) I am so excited to have you here. I've literally been waiting all week. Just so excited. Good morning. Good morning. (laughs) (laughs) I know we kind of had like a conversation already. And then I was like, oh, we probably should start doing this for the podcast. (laughs) Because you were saying too many important things. I was like, wait, wait, I got to officially get this going so that we can uh, (laughs) we can get this going. Um, You're like, wouldn't what is going on? Had, um, <laughs> wouldn't it be great if we had, uh, um, we could see if, if everybody could see our faces? Right oh, now? I know. Yeah. They'd be like, <laughs> what? <laughs> they'd see my beautiful green screen I got going on here. Exactly. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm just going to, I'm, I'm going to just, you, you were, you were from Ottawa and you were in a, you were on a bunch of news outlets and stuff for your um, sock project that you had started. Um, I'm going to kind of let you explain that a bit. Um, but I was just like, oh my goodness, like she's exactly the person that I am wanting on my podcast. You know, like you are literally the type, you know, of person that I, I just love interviewing. And I thought, oh my goodness, I hope if I reach out to her that she responds and and can be on the podcast and here we are. So I'm so excited, but I'm going to let you kind of explain what the Socked Project is. So, um, so actually, first off, let's start with what autoimmune disease you have and how that brought about you starting the Socked Project. Absolutely. And that's a great place to start. Mm-hmm. I do want to take a step back for a second. Mm-hmm. You had said to me about, oh, I hope that this girl reaches out to me, mm-hmm. um, gets back to me. And I just want to point out that um, I get back to all my people because all human nature and all humankind are very important to me. And everybody has a voice and opinion and needs to be heard and needs to be cared for and loved for. And I think that is extremely important right now with everything that's going on in our world with COVID. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to step back to that for a second. Oh, that's so awesome. Thank you. It's extremely important for all people to hear back from the SOC project and know that they're loved and cared for. And because everybody, all That's amazing, Jessica. Again, (laughs) there you go. See, that's why I wanted her on the podcast. (laughs) Perfect example. (laughs) But I have um, an autoimmune disease called enclosing spondylitis, which is an inflammatory um, disease that affects your SI joints. And SI stands for sacroiliatic joints. And it affects your spine. 
Um, it can also affect your peripheral joints, such as your hands, your knees, your feet, your fingers. And it can also affect your, um, your eyes or your vision in something that we call iritis or uveitis. Um, and so that's a little bit about <clears throat> the, the condition that I live with. Um, mm -hmm. It's treated with strong medications such as biologics that help slow the immune system down or methotrexate, which also helps slow the immune system down from attacking itself because an autoimmune disease is a disease that's overactive. Mm -hmm. So it's an overactivity of your immune system. Some people get that mixed up thinking that you have no immune system, but really it is that your immune system is just overactive and you need to slow it down mm -hmm. um, from attacking itself or killing itself. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's a little bit about the disease and how yeah. you treat it. And, and uh, you were, sorry, you were diagnosed around 28, was it? Uh, 2017. And it was right around uh, Christmas time, actually. <laughs> wow. So it's a pretty great Christmas gift because yeah. you don't know what's going on with you, as you and I have discussed before. And you find out that you have a name for all your symptoms and it's mm -hmm. something that can be treated. It's a really great gift. It is. Going on. <laughs> it is. I know. And I've talked about that before, too, how people might be like, that's weird. Like, why would you want something to be wrong? But when you're going through so much... <laughs> You know, just having answers is like the most, like you said, it's the most amazing gift, right? Absolutely. And so you got a lot of attention for the SOC project. Um, I've been kind <laughs> of like, I've been watching like all the videos and the news, uh, like the news, like interviews you did. Um, so let's kind of dive into that. So this, so how did the SOC project start? Um, how did it start? Yeah, let's go from there. So in 2017, um, I, I, so I'm, I'm a trained elementary school teacher, which is a great profession. However, I had to leave that profession in 2017 for a little bit, uh, just until we could kind of figure out what was going on. And mm -hmm. um, that was very difficult for me because that was a career put on hold. And um, when you're when you're very passionate and loving of other people and kids, it, it's very difficult to have to tell your students, I need to leave my job right now. And I don't know when I'm coming back. Mm -hmm. So all my teacher friends had said to me, um, how can we help? And I got the idea from my girlfriend who has lupus disease, which is another autoimmune disease. And they think there's about 88 autoimmune diseases out there. Mm -hmm. There's still many in the works of identifying if it's an immune system issue or not. Mm -hmm. And so she said, go get yourself one pair of fun, silly socks and you can wear it to all your appointments. And that'll just help ease off some of the, the difficult times for you. And so then my teacher brain did kick in and mm -hmm. I ran with the idea and I put out a YouTube video and started answering all my friends and family that the best thing that they could do to help would be to send me some fun, silly socks. And I would wear a fun pair every day of the year to a medical appointment. So let's see if we can get to something fun and get me 365 pairs of socks. Wow. Well, that was a bountiful amount of socks. And I started getting thousands and thousands of socks coming through. And <clears throat> from there, the sock project was born because I started thinking, what am I going to do? With yeah. Socks? Yeah. And so I started reaching out to people on social media and being like, Oh, tell me about your illness. And they were telling me, and I'm like, would you like some fun socks? And they're like, sure. How much are there? I'm like, they're, they don't cost anything. They're a gift. Right. And I want to send you these and brighten your days. And people were like, really? Wow. That's so cool. Okay. Yeah. And so it just kept developing and growing and growing and growing. And I think the most interesting piece of this is that the sock project has developed many, um, it, it has many different pieces that in caveats that it's coming from, but I think something that's really cool about it is that we see it as walking a mile in my footsteps or walking a mile in my socks. So mm -hmm. the socks that I was given for my challenges, I may or may not have worn them, but I had them and then I forward them to somebody else. And so it develops a good, really great community and people are walking with each other in our challenges throughout mm -hmm. good times bringing goodness and happiness to people. And it's becoming a global project. So I've sent socks all over the world to people, which is like really quite interesting. And especially in this time of COVID where we're all in this together and we're all seeing each other's struggles. Mm -hmm. And so the sock project is still going even more and more. And I see no 
um, sense of this ever slowing down, right? Picking up momentum. That is amazing. (laughs) So I've sent socks even to people with um, mental health challenges or that are challenged by even COVID and being like, how, I don't know how to handle this right now. And I'm really mm-hmm. struggling. And it's like, here's some socks. And then you understand that people are there to support you and love you and help you through. And that's mm-hmm. another really great <clears throat> segue into when you're dealing with chronic illness and you don't know what's wrong. A lot of people step out of your lives because they don't know how to help or doctors are, you know, thinking that that maybe, maybe they've lost every resort and maybe mm-hmm. you know that you're becoming that hypochondriac. Yes. And Uh, that's not what the problem is. It's because mm -hmm. there's not enough research Mm -hmm. on these diseases. So Mm -hmm. a lot of people lose a support of of loved ones. And so with the SOC project, we're always here to help people and know that they're supported. And I have designed a line of socks where the money is going into autoimmune research. And I have a GoFundMe page where people can also donate because the really important piece of this is that we need more research in autoimmune conditions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Even with my like genetic, I always say defect just because everyone understands that word. It's more of like a mutation. <laughs> it's more of like a mutation, you know, and there's, it's more right. like detailed, but I, but I just say defect because everyone understands what that means. But um, even with that, you know, my geneticist said, she's like, this is so rare that she doesn't think that it's it as it is as rare as they think. She just thinks pe- are not enough people are getting tested for it, right? First of all, um, yeah. so getting genetic testing, I think is I think it could be massive for a lot of people. I think everybody should be trying if they have issues. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, she just said that it's so rare that you know the funding is very limited, right? Because the 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 smaller amount of people that have this, if it's a small amount, less funding and less resources are going into, you know, figuring out what's going on with that. So yeah, like something like this, like with the SOC project, because it's not just like channeling one specific autoimmune disease or disorder, it's, it's helping all, you know, it's giving a platform for all these 88 plus, you know, autoimmune um, diseases and disorders to have attention, you know, which is, which is amazing. And it's it and back to the whole genetic aspect. It, there actually there is a gene that they have finally have found that's linked with ankylosing spondylitis, and it's called HLAD twenty seven. And but the the interesting piece of it is that some people don't also don't present with the disease. Oh, sorry, don't present with the gene, but they're sh- they're showing symptoms of the disease. Mm-hmm. So they might not have the gene, but then they go for the MRI on the spine. And they'll be like, oh, yes, we're finding um, fusions in the spine or mm-hmm. finding um, edema in the spine or we're finding um, bone spurs because your spine will eventually start to um, grow together and mm-hmm. wind up hunched over. And mm-hmm. so it's actually an enclosing spondylitis is also known as the dinosaur disease because of how your body um, it eventually degenerates over. And it'll mm-hmm. develop a hump, then you have a really hard time walking, and then you start walking kind of like how the ankylosaurus was walking. Right. Okay. So that's <laughs> where the name comes from. I always am like, what are these names? Yeah. <laughs> where did this come like from? Yeah. yeah, exactly. So the, the enclosing essentially means like fusing, and then the exactly. spondylitis is like inflammation of the spine. Exactly. Type situation. Yeah. Okay. But it's just, so, but it's, they just like to make it fancy, sound fancy. <laughs> 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 Yeah. So that we get to say this, these really crazy. And you're so right, because even with what I, what I've been ultimately, like they diagnosed, they diagnosed me CVID, but then after they found out I had the, you know, the genetic mutation, it was changed to common variable immunodeficiency eight with autoimmunity. So that's now the official, but because it's linked to the gene, the gene mutation. Um, So where others might just have CVID, not linked to any type of mutation in the gene, like you said. So not everyone is going to have this gene mutation, but um, if it runs in the family or if other people have it or other people have symptoms, I think it's always worth just checking out because if you do have the gene or you have a mutation or, or something like that, um, they can they can better, uh, it helps guide them more with uh, treatments, treatment options, right? Exactly. So that's where answers I think are like obviously you know, extremely, extremely important. So in terms of treatment and medications for you, what does that look like? Like, 
And actually, it was really funny that you were just going into that because I was going to segue into that. Next. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, we're good. We're good. <laughs> I know. We've got a little stab there going on. Yeah. Um, Bro. The, exactly. <laughs> but the, um, so for ankylosing spondylitis, um, primarily, so, it, okay, so a little bit of a back step here is that, um, taking a step back is that ankylosing spondylitis is actually in a family of things that they call spondyloropathies. So things like, um, ankylosing spondylitis, psoriatic arthritis, which comes from psoriasis, um, and it affects your joints. There's also Crohn's, there's also ulcerative colitis, and there's also reactive arthritis, which comes from some sort of infection. Um, and so those five spondyloropathies, um, they think that there might be some juvenile spondyloropathies in there, and they're still developing the family. Um, but they believe that the best um, treatment for these is biologics. Um, here's, the, here's the challenges with biologics. They haven't been around for a very long time, and they're mm -hmm. still doing research. The, the one that they are suggesting for me and for other people that have AS which is the acronym for enclosing, um, is something called Humera. So that's that's something that you would inject into your stomach once every two weeks. Some people do it once a week, but generally once every two weeks. Um, or the methotrexate, um, which is really great for peripheral issues um, but and eye issues, but not so much for spinal issues. Mm -hmm. The biologics is generally what you need to help slow the progression of this disease down on the spine. Mm -hmm. Um, AS can cause a lot of pain and a lot of stiffness. So, and that comes from the inflammation in the spine and the spine fusing together. So the best choice is generally biologics. Biologics, mm -hmm. um, that some people may or may not know, they come with a lot of, um, side effects. And so mm -hmm. you have one problem and you take a medication to help fix that one problem, but then you have a hundred other problems because of the medication. Right. So, so then you're put on a different medication to help like hopefully deter the side effects from the other medication. Correct. It's just medications, lots of medications. <laughs> and so I think what, I think that the lesson learned here is that if you're not feeling well, you need to go see your doctor mm -hmm. and medications are really great. Mm -hmm. But as a friend of somebody with an autoimmune disease, mm -hmm. you, it's important for people to learn about these things yeah. because, mm -hmm. right. <laughs> because we ha are going to have more daily challenges. And mm -hmm. so instead of thinking that um, we're just being lazy people, that's not actually right. the case. Mm -hmm. it comes from, there's side effects that come from our medications. And so I, I would really also hope that people that are listening into this that don't have an autoimmune disease, but have a family or a loved one with autoimmune, that these medications are really needed mm -hmm. um, to help our illnesses, mm -hmm. but that there are going to be challenges from the medications. So if we could please be understanding and yes, loving of one another and kind to one another. <laughs> I know. I remember when I when I went on high doses of prednisone. So it's a steroid right. medication for anybody of who course. doesn't know. Um, my husband would come to every appointment with me. And after about like a month, my doctor like looked at my husband and he was like, How's how's it going? Like, how's do you notice she's he's like, do you notice she's a little bit more aggressive in her personnel? And I was like, I'm sitting right here. <laughs> but I know why he asked him, because sometimes you just don't you don't realize. And my husband was right. like, oh, a little bit, a little bit. And I was like, yeah, I think he had made me like an egg salad sandwich. And I was like so mad because he he like made the egg wrong or something. And he was, <laughs> he was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I was like, oh my God, you know, it's, it's hard, you know, because not everybody's going to, going to be so understanding, you know, two, three, four months down the road, you know, and you are yourself, but you're not yourself because you're, you're taking something that's making you feel or act differently than you normally would. Right. That is a really big struggle. And you're so right. Like, that extra patience and kindness goes a long way to people who are on medications. So you are taking the methodextrate then? Is that you do take um, that? Not or? at the current, not at the current moment. Mm -hmm. um, I'm using mostly prednisone as well. Right. Um, but the methotrexate, I can kind of come off and on. Um, mm -hmm. it, it has some very serious side effects with nausea. Um, mm -hmm. and some people may or may not know this, but the, the methotrexate pill is actually also the abortion pill. 
So for oh. young women that would that have these illnesses and would really like to conceive a child, um, it have to come off the methotrexate and it can take several months to realign your hormones. Right. So that's just a little side note. Oh, that's good to know. Questioning what are what are the best medications for you? And that is a really very good, very good thing to also ask yourself, what is best for me? Mm-hmm. Not with the pharmaceutical company. No, right. right. What is best for me? Yeah. And I mean, I mean, taking all school of thoughts for sure into thought, mm-hmm. but you also do need to think about yourself and your lifestyle and where you're hoping to go. And I mean, biologics can be challenging too, because um, you will, off, if you become pregnant on biologics, you also have to go through a mother risk program at mm-hmm. Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto, um, which oh. again comes to other issues like if you don't live in the city and you need to move for medical help and so those are these are all the things that people need to keep in yeah because if depending on your age and things like that doctors sometimes assume things (laughs) and again I always say I love doctors I love the medical system I love my team of doctors that I have right so whenever I say anything against this like them I don't I always just like to preface it by saying I don't hate doctors and I don't hate the medical system, you know, but sometimes, right. unfortunately, um, if they assume, you know, oh, she's not probably thinking of this yet in her life, you know, they'll, they won't tell you, you know, or they'll right. forget to tell you. Right. And so that is important, extremely important information for any woman to know, right. If they're going on Absolutely. that type of, yeah. that type of medication. Um, do you think that the prednisone for you, or do you know if it's a lifelong commitment now or something you will have to take lifelong? So, yeah, I mean, I, I can come off and on it, um, as, as needed, but I mean, I see, I see the prednisone to be a lifelong commitment for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I say, right now I'm trying to become my decision for what's going to help my illness, but what's also helping my, my going to help my um, lifestyle because I'm a 13 year yeah. old woman and I do want to have a baby soon. And yeah. Like, get on with my life here a little exactly. bit. Exactly. <laughs> the quality of so. life, right? It's That was <laughs> me too. Exactly. Like the, my quality of life has to be there too. My doctor said to me, you know, odds are it's looking like you're going to be lifelong. Like you're probably going to, I mean, it's it's an extremely low dose. Like right now I'm on 6.5 milligrams. So that's, that's very low. That, that's okay. Yeah. Okay. So he was like, he's like, it's low enough that you should be okay. You know, but it's, it's something that I had to come to terms with and kind of way out, you know, that like, I just want to have a good quality of life. I want to be able to um, live as normally as I can, given the circumstances, right? So, and exactly. other people might come to that and this crossroads is what makes too. Us all, all us ill people, intelligent mm-hmm. people, because mm-hmm. we think about everything, and we think about everything, and then we think about everything. Yes, again. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Like we were saying before we were chatting, like I Google so much that I'm like, you know, I think I have enclosing spondylitis now naturally because I went down a Google rabbit hole. So now I'm like, oh my God, I think I have this. I think we're all guilty of that though. It's just like, oh my gosh. So you, so, so in terms of medication, it's just the prednisone right now. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 And I also have another underlying um, illness called uh, hemophilia or von Willebrand's disease. And it's just my, my blood doesn't clot properly so uh-huh. when you have inflammatory diseases they like to use anti-inflammatories so that's something that again I can't even consider taking which would be a very mm-hmm. easy route if you could just take an anti-inflammatory and not worry about it mm-hmm. but I can't do that and and that's another really great point too is that an autoimmune disease folks is not just a headache Right. So we can't just go home and take a Tylenol. And yeah, exactly. So please keep that in mind mm-hmm. when you're talking to people or the language or, yeah. or the wording that you use towards people because mm-hmm. things can be taken. I'm a per- fairly chill person being a teacher, but um, for some people, it could be um, very offensive. <laughs> right. I know. And the thing is, I know that <laughs> And this is why sometimes the big names don't help us because when we use the big name, people are like, okay, well, what's that? I don't get it. You know, but if you explain, <laughs> like, if you explain, like it's a, it's, if I was to get in an accident or if I was to bleed, um, in a way that I was losing more blood than I should, it's so much more dangerous because Precisely. your blood's not going to clot and, and help you. Right. So, Precisely. but people don't, they don't, they don't really necessarily understand that. And I know I have kind of the similar issue. So I have to, 
Uh, I'm not allowed to take like Advil, you know, um, uh, what's the other one? And there's a few, I'm not allowed drugs. I'm not allowed to take as well. Mm -hmm. So because of, because of clotting, I could have, uh, clotting issues myself. Um, but I always wondered, and I'm going to ask you, do you, do you need, or, or do you wear a, a medic alert bracelet for something like yes, that? Yes, I do. You yes. do wear for one. A medic alert bracelet. And um, when you have um, von Willebrand's or hemophilia, you, you go in for something called a desmopressant trial, which is just the name of the medication. And they'll give you a shot of it. And then they keep you in for the day and they just uh, check to see if your uh, blood levels go up. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did. For me, they went up to 110%. So basically, if I'm having a bleed, um, I wear my medical alert bracelet. I carry a card with me that says that this person can take this medication so that as soon as I get to a hospital or if a, or even the paramedics are trained in things like that, that they can mm-hmm. call the medical alert line and they would say, yes, yeah, this person can take this. And if you have it available, give it to this person now. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, absolutely. I think that there is um, uh, certain certain things out there that that can help us. But again, it's back to the whole, like, it's not just taking a Tylenol. There's right. other exactly. things that have to be done to deal with these things. Exactly. And people don't realize that, right? They, I understand they don't live it every day. So how could they possibly know? But this is deep, right? You need, you need medical alert bracelets. You need like, is this is serious for us? And, and that's what I always considered too, if I should have a medical alert bracelet, which I'm pretty sure I should, but it's just not <laughs> something that I, you know, that I, um, have done yet because I, I just was like I don't know like is this should I but I know I probably should because <laughs> I also have I certainly have to pay for but mm-hmm. it, I think it's worthwhile to yeah and it's actually it's surprising how many people you know they'll spend a lot of money investing in other things but when it comes to to their health or, or like medical stuff a lot of the times they they won't you know because they don't see it as a priority and unfortunately exactly. sometimes it's not until it's too late or something <laughs> more extreme happens. And listen, I'm just as guilty of it, right? Because until you're like in that world, you, you don't understand, but right. here's a public service announcement, you know, just do it, get it done, do the things you got to do um, to take care right. of yourself now before, you know, it's maybe too late or the issues are starting. So I know that you also, I believe you wrote a children's book as well. I did. Right? I yeah. did. It was actually, it was written by my friend, Kellyanne Charlson, um, mm-hmm. and she's a wonderful human being. And she heard me speak at a conference a few years ago and re- didn't come to me at the conference, which was still okay. She reached out to me on a, on a social media forum and just said who she was. And then I jokingly said, oh, wouldn't it be so fun to do a children's book about the sock project? And then two weeks later, we were meeting for breakfast and we were talking about the children's book. And we developed it as the socks. And she has a whole series of issues to talk about with um, children. And so this book has brought me on some really, really cool journeys. Thanks to Kelly um, writing this about me and my project. Mm -hmm. And it's taken me to um, uh, having the opportunity to teach courses at the University of Ottawa in in the Teachers College program. And Mm -hmm. so uh, ways that we can talk with other students about um chronic illnesses Mm -hmm. the way we can we should be handling things and the language we use with our students that are illing as well as as um teachers like how would how can we deal with another teacher who has a chronic illness right and so Mm -hmm. the soft project is it gives a very great statement about how teachers stepped in Mm -hmm. and started sending me socks wow yeah and, and it's so, called the socks right the yes, this book's yes. called the socks yeah yes and it's it's really cool I also have if this COVID stuff ever kind of ceases for mm-hmm. us uh-huh. hopefully I have been given this opportunity to work as an artist with the Ottawa Carlton school board and going around to schools and uh, running workshops and reading the book the, the socks but Primarily talking to students about kindness mm-hmm. and community and how do we mm-hmm. create kindness in our community. Mm-hmm. And so something that is really, really interesting and powerful. And so like um, every person introduces me um, at a whenever I speak at a seminar is this is Jessica Baird about from the Sock Project. 
but it's not about socks. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, It's a very powerful message because people are handed a pair of white pair of socks and fabric markers. And they are asked, who are you? What do you believe and why? Mm-hmm. And then at the end of that, when they draw on their socks or they decorate it, they're, they are then asked to share. And the the movement of the sock project becomes extremely, extremely powerful because everybody starts sharing their story. Mm-hmm. And so moving forward, the question is, what is your story? Why are you where you are? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know? And so that's extremely, extremely powerful because again, we don't talk, we don't talk enough about our problems, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to um, medical problems, whether mm-hmm. it's physical, mental, emotional. We don't mm-hmm. talk about them and we need to talk about them so that we can support each other and love each other through our times. And often you'll see that people sitting in a circle at a seminar are sitting afar apart. And by the time the whole, all the stories have been told, everybody's sitting closer together suddenly mm-hmm. and everybody is tearing up and everybody mm-hmm. is hugging. Mm-hmm. And so again, kindness love community (laughs) yeah and it's so amazing because you're an example of something that I always say and I feel like when you do something out of kindness and like a passion that's that's not a money-driven passion but a passion that's just something that you genuinely love and you genuinely feel passionate about and and want to spread and 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 joy kindness and all that stuff it it can it can snowball into so much more than you ever anticipated it it would right and i feel exactly. like even though i don't have like a mega podcast with like millions of views for me in internally it's just felt like such as this amazing this amazing thing i've started and i feel so fulfilled by it and i feel like it's because it's genuinely something that i feel so passionate about and i i'm doing it with the intention of kindness and, and compassion and, and helping others. Right. And, and that's always going to bring you, you know, somewhere else. And, and speaking of that, of things snowballing, you know, to something bigger and amazing, you actually were like, I'm not sure how you were approached by the Imagine Dragons, but <laughs> you are supposed to be going on tour or something with the Imagine Dragons, right? Which for anyone that doesn't know, they are a band. Uh, are they American? Yes, they are. American. Yes. Yeah. And so basically what had happened was the, so social media, you know, I have these um, great things, have these great things where, you know, it, ha- it can get connect people, but it also obviously has its negativities. Um, and, but COVID has made social media the best form to connect with people. Mm-hmm. We're not seeing each other. And so basically the Imagine Dragons and the Love Loud Festival had heard a little bit about Sock Project through social media. And I was invited to go to Utah to their Love Loud Festival and um, to give out socks and talk about enclosing spondylitis and autoimmune diseases. Some people may or may not know that Dan Reynolds, the lead singer, and his brother, Mac Reynolds, who is... Um, plays in the band with him they have enclosing spondylitis but they also have Crohn's and colitis and so they have a really interesting interesting forum um where you can they're where they're going around and talking to people around the world called hashtag this as life live um about as but also about what are you taking from this how are you what are you creating from this and because you know, it's not very well known. And so many people will fall into a depression because of their illnesses, mm-hmm. but it's like that with any chronic illness, you know, mm-hmm. you're very depressed because you have this illness and how are you going to live with it? And some people have to stop working and stop their lives. And, um, but Dan Reynolds is trying to encourage people to use it as an opportunity because it is an opportunity to speak your voice and raise your voice. And so that is where I was kind of supposed to be. And then I was supposed to head on into Los Angeles to be on the Ellen DeGeneres show. I know. When you but told me that, I was like, sure Ellen? what's happening with that I was like, now? Ellen? Oh my gosh, you're going to be on Ellen? <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> oh my so goodness. The Sock Project is about, and, and they asked me, um, 
everyone has asked me your biggest lesson learned or any media or um, how do you sum up the sock project? And, it, you know, and I always tell them to uh, love loud, love louder and keep loving what it's about. And so the love loud festival in Utah is a great, uh, great fit for the sock. Project. Yeah, exactly. That's amazing. So has that been put on hold or? Yes. So it's on hold. Um, hopefully um, I'll get to it one day, but we're also considering virtual opportunities, mm-hmm. um, which I'll be able to get back to you on that one day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll just, you can follow them around and then I'll follow you around. <laughs> I'll be the Jessica Baird group, groupie while like, you know, not, not a groupie in the terms of how people think. <laughs> Just I'll follow you around <laughs> while you follow them around. It'll be great. It'll be a great experience for me. <laughs> well, it's really funny because I said to my daughter, I was like, I was like, cause I knew who the Imagine Dragons were. And I was like, I'm pretty sure like my 11 year old like listens to them. <laughs> and I was like, honey, I was like, do you know the Imagine? I was like, you know, the Imagine Dragons, right? And she was like, uh, yeah. Oh, I was like, I'm going to talk to someone who's like, might be going on tour with them. She was like, what? <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm interesting now. So thank you. I mean, you made me very interesting to my 11 year old daughter. <laughs> but I think that's so incredible. Like what you've achieved from this or like what's happened, you know, from this. And I mean, even just talking to you, it's not hard to see why you're attracting all this into your life. You're, you're extremely kind and and giving. And I can just see, I can just feel that like right away from talking to you. But when we had that first conversation, you know, I was like, no surprise here. I completely understand how this is kind of coming all to her because it's, you can just tell that you've definitely lived a life of, of kindness and, and, and understanding. And I feel like, and you probably feel the same way too, with, with a long-term illness or anything like that, it kind of makes you a more compassionate person, Absolutely. right? You kind of fall into it because you know now, okay, I'm walking with this in, in a lot of cases, invisible type of disorder or disease because it's not necessarily something people can see you live with. And so exactly. when, when you're walking around now and you're seeing others, you're thinking, oh, I wonder what their story is. You know, I wonder what they're what they're carrying. And it, it does make you a and lot so more. I carry um a backpack that says the sock project and it's filled with socks everywhere I go, grocery store, walk, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and people will come to me, what's the sock project? And I'll tell them, and then they'll say, Well, I have a chronic illness, or I know a loved one with a chronic illness, and then it's like you reach into the bag, you pull out the socks, you pass it to them, people are tearing up goosebumps wow those things and it's an extremely powerful moment. my my life is like that every day um wow. and I uh I'm I I give thanks for the sock project obviously every day mm-hmm. um you have a love-hate relationship with your autoimmune problem but when it starts to provide you opportunities you go thank you universe thank you mm-hmm. Universe. Mm-hmm. and I think that I mean, obviously we can't all be positive hundred percent of the time. It's just not possible. Right. And we need to sit in whatever we're feeling, no matter if it's positive or negative. I really do. I do believe that, but I also do know, um, because I've lived it that if I can try to see the best in any situation, or I can try to push past and, and, and keep going, you know, it does only improve the outcome of, of my situation and, and what I'm, what I'm living or walking through. And maybe it's two weeks down the road, maybe it's a year down the road, but I feel like it always comes back in some way, in some positive way. Yes. Karma, you know, karma does come around. Yes, and I, yeah. I do believe somebody um, was so impacted by the, and, and I have to tell, I have to share this story too, because mm-hmm. it's very powerful. Someone was very impacted by my CTV interview a couple of weeks ago. Um, and he was located in Burlington and they were actually closing their sock business down um, and they're moving to another city and to Kingston, I believe, mm-hmm. and hopefully going to have it going there. But they could have just packed up those socks and brought them with them. Instead, they chose to um, donate 100 pairs of socks to the sock project and those showed up this weekend. So that was really, really quite, again, another moment of so I'm helping people, but other people are willing to continue to step in and mm-hmm. keep the project going. Wow. That's, that's extremely, awesome. Extremely powerful as well. Yeah. That is so amazing. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and I'm sure, I'm sure like for anyone who 
goes through anything, even mental health, you know, it's, it runs the, it's endless what people are experiencing right now. Absolutely. But I always like to ask people like, did you, did you ever feel at some point, and I'm sure you did. And again, this is nothing against any specific doctor or any, or the healthcare system, you know, um, but did you, did you have a hard time or did you have certain points when you thought I'm never going to get answers? Nobody's listening to me. Um, you know, those types of situations. Yeah. I mean, I have been really supported by my general physician. She's a phenomenal doctor. Mm -hmm. So I, I mean, her opinion was I could come in every day until we got this sorted out, Mm -hmm. but I had seen some other doctors that was, it was a challenge, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and not, not again, not saying anything negative and using names or anything. Right. Exactly. just knowing that, yes, there have been challenges um, with, and so that's, again, that's a piece, like I had said with the SOC project, is if you are challenged by that, you should reach out because I am here to advocate. It's harder now because of COVID, but mm-hmm. um, there was a time that I have gone with people to their medical appointments to know that they've got someone backing them up you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just listening in on the conversation or saying, you know, if they can't, they really just can't articulate because they're so emotional mm-hmm. that I, I don't have a problem articulating what's going on. Right. Them. And so that's been a really cool piece to like be a part of a human, another human being's journey um, to get to a medical diagnosis. And, you know, they, you start as total strangers and by the end of it, you best pals. Like it's wow. a really moving experience. <laughs> That's incredible because like for me, I was lucky I had my husband and he would come to all the appointments with me. Cause like right. you said, you can be so mentally drained and, or just like out of it that they're telling you this information, but you're not even retaining it. It's right. And, and, and it's, head. yeah. And if you don't have that, that is such a, uh, that is such great advice because if you can find, I mean, obviously with COVID now <laughs> it's difficult, but if you can find somebody that can come with you and, and, yeah, and, and before, just oh. before um, I was with my, with my current partner, um, my, uh, my mom was with me at all my appointments, which was mm-hmm. super great. And she lives in Kingston and I'm in Ottawa. So mm-hmm. there was a bit of the commute, but she still did it. Like uh, every mm-hmm. couple of weeks she'd come up and we'd go to mm-hmm. another appointment Well, and like, that's such an amazing thing for you to do because I know with like autoimmune, especially we don't know what's out there, right. Or like what anybody else is carrying. And there may be people who have that fear of, um, you know, going and doing something like this or it stops them because they're thinking, oh, you know, maybe I, I could catch something or maybe they just don't like being in a hospital setting, you you know, there's, there's a lot. And that's, that's just so great that you would do that and be that person for somebody who may not yeah, have I mean, that I in their it's, life. It's harder to do that right now because of COVID. Right. Exactly. Yeah. COVID it was, it was fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right now it's just, cause I said to my husband too, I was like, I had to go to a rheumatologist appointment on Tuesday and I said, Oh no, you can't come with me. <laughs> I was like, you're the guy that like right. takes all the information in right. when I can't. But, and I know that like, I mean, there's always the option of asking the doctor if they don't mind that you record, um, you know, but I've, yeah, I've, yeah. I've come and across doctors who, yeah. yeah, I've come across doctors who are like, absolutely not. You know, they get offended a little bit, but, um, I think most of them, if you were honest and open and just say, I want to record it because I genuinely cannot retain this information. I need to, right. I yeah. think they would be open to it if you, if you ask. So that's always an option exactly. too, right? If you can't I mean, patient, with COVID. Patient doctor care is about, um, care, right? Mm-hmm. And so, it, it, it's just like me as a teacher, like what works best for the student? It should be exactly what a doctor should be saying to you. What works best for my patient? Right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so if you need this for your best care and continuity of care, mm-hmm. there's that piece too, mm-hmm. then, you know, the, the answer should always be yes. <laughs> right. Exactly. I, I, yeah, I, I've experienced a lot of, I'd say like, um, maybe like ageism a bit, you know, because from a very young age, I knew I could feel at my body, like things weren't right, you know? And, but when I went, I was met with a lot of, well, you're young, of course you're tired. You know, you probably stayed up late. Like that's just how a, a young person's body kind of functions. And then I'd be like, oh, okay, maybe I am, you know, not, um, I basically didn't grow up with a very good sense of like believing in my own, like, like trusting my own instincts you know, and I guess that's the way it is for anyone when you're younger, but as you get older, you kind of adapt, you know, but now it's just like, no, my instincts, I know, you know, I can feel this. I can feel that. I know that this is not just in my head and I have to keep pushing and pushing and pushing until I get those answers that I need. And it's not easy, obviously, you know, um, 
but those those amazing doctors are out there and you can find them and they'll click and they'll help you you know and um because realistically they can't have you know um you know, a, a buddy, buddy relationship with every patient. That's just impossible. You know, they, they have to have some, you know, disconnect at some point because they would probably go crazy if they just had to live Absolutely. in, in that yeah. world. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, I have doctors who are, I have a doctor who, when I first met him, I thought, Ooh, you know, because he was very no nonsense, like, you know, to the point. And I thought, <laughs> Oh gosh, I don't know if this is going to work, but you know what? He listens to me. Does he always think I'm right? No, but he lets me talk. He listens. He, he, takes in what I have to say and he responds, you know, and it's a relationship based on mutual respect, you know, and that's, that's all we need, right? We don't need um, to be right all the time. We just need a relationship based on that mutual respect. Right. So that's, yeah, that's, I think the, the key thing to find with a, with a doctor that you're um, wanting to work with. Um, So how do you, because you're, I know you're mailing the socks to people. How do you (laughs) cover expenses for, for like postage and that's a great thing. So the, the GoFundMe page is a, is a great uh, place for people to um, donate and, and it does really help with postage. I mean, most of that money is going to go into research, but I I do take a little bit out each month just so that Mm -hmm. I can help cover the cost of, Mm -hmm. um, and, and some people are really, really kind to, they'll just be like, how can I help? What do you need? Um, I mean, this is also Canada. So we do live in a country where people are, will often ask, what do you need? How can I help? Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, some people will just contact me and, and say, you know, I don't need socks and I don't need anything, but I want to help you. So they might send an e-transfer or they'll send a check in the mail and things like that. So Mm -hmm. that, that does really help in terms of the postage mm-hmm. um it does because it does get expensive after yes i was gonna say i was like that's a lot of socks and that's a lot of sending how how <laughs> i have in the past four years um elizabeth i have sent out um i'm, I'm over six thousand pairs now so wow phenomenal yeah to be like wow, wow my people six thousand yes. people that's incredible oh my gosh six th- <laughs> and, and you've done it all have you mailed yes. all those? Wow. Yes, I do okay. it on my own. <laughs> that is incredible. 6,000. Ah, oh my gosh. I and couldn't so, imagine. So many people are like how, you know, ask how they can, can help with mail, but it is, it is tricky right now because of COVID and right. I really appreciate all the volunteers that have offered. It's just, right. you know, I do it from my home. And so I can't really just let people come in to my home right now. With yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Wow. That is so many. That is crazy. That is so great. Over t- And I have received over 10,000 pairs, but, but the, wow. the socks keep coming in. Right. So like I said, mm-hmm. that story that I shared earlier with the hundred pairs. And so people just keep donating and sending and mailing and dropping off. And it's, it's phenomenal. And it's just, it really is. And I, I have to ask myself, you know, so many times like, wow, how did this happen? But again, it's going back to the, the medical stuff and, and mm-hmm. the face of it and knowing, understanding and living my life in kindness and also being grateful for my parents for telling me, you know, um, teaching, there's a really great movie out there, pay it forward. And my parents have told me, my brothers from the time we were young, you must pay it forward. You must mm-hmm. pay it forward. Mm-hmm. Someone does something kind for you. You pay it forward for other people. And hopefully, mm-hmm. like you said, the snowball effect will keep going. Right. And that's what I'm hoping with the socks. It's really quite interesting because some people have who have been ill have received socks, but they're like, I want these. I will accept these, but I'm actually going to give them to someone else who's in hospital right now. Mm-hmm. Or a really awful, you know, family emergency or death or something. Mm-hmm. And so they bring them and then they share the story of the sock project. And so for some, I have heard that some pairs of socks have gone through like five or six people already. And it's like, wow, wow that is very cool. Yeah. And it's just something, <laughs> it's just something about getting something like, it's just, it doesn't have to be anything like extravagant, but it's like, there's just such a sense of, wow, like someone thought of me, you know, they sent me this thing, these socks and it's just such a, it's a powerful thing, like a, a exactly. smaller gesture, what's considered a small gesture, even though it's a, it's a big gesture because you're taking time out to think about somebody else's, you know, and they're kind of, that can be, that can make such a difference in somebody's life. Like exactly. it, it, I, I know that because I do believe there are people out there who probably would think like, I don't see how that would help, you know, but when you're going through something 
no matter what it is, it's amazing what just a small act of kindness can do to change that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Are you still there? I am. And I can still hear you. I just can't see you, but we're good. Yeah. (laughs) Gotta love okay. technical. Day. Oh, yeah, we're okay, good. Yeah, yeah. I can I'm see you, and I can still hear really you. So, <laughs> yeah. I know. I had to throw my phone in the hallway, and literally, it was like ringing off the hook. I'm just like, why? Why? Calls. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, can you please? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh gosh. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, so yeah, do you? So, because I, I always like to ask people, because I know for me, you know, people, people would always ask me like, how, how do you just like keep going and not let it get the best of you? And I, I remember there was a time, yeah. And there was a time where I was like, I don't, you know, I don't know, but I was noticing that like a lot of people were asking me. So I, I realized like, okay, people are seeing me and seeing what I'm doing. And, and there's something that they're linking between that and, and it's, it's making them feel like I've got this secret, you know, that I'm, that I'm using to, to soldier through or power through and, and, and be who I am, you know, now. Um, and so I realized like asking that question, it's a great question. And it's, and it typically has, um, answers that can really help other people because, um, maybe they're just like going through something that they, they can't, they can't cope with. And then it is very hard. Like it is really hard. Some days I'm like, I can't do this. I can't Mm -hmm. do this. Mm -hmm. But then for me, right. My situation could be a little bit different than others. And I mean, we all are, all our situations are different. Mm -hmm. Um, and no matter what, what it is, but I also then usually find myself something comes up for the sock project. And so I think like for me, that that's a piece that keeps going, but not everybody has that, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think it's just being proactive for people who are really challenged to accept the small wins and the little wins um, Mm -hmm. in your life. So it's like, you know what, if that's the best, the best you can do today is get up, take your shower, go to the, the grocery store. And that's the best you can do then that's the best you can do. And that's okay. Okay. When you are struggling with pain to, that is a success for someone who is very ill. Mm-hmm. Getting up that day, getting out of bed, mm-hmm. you know, picking up milk or something at the store, that is mm-hmm. a success. And so I think that that's an extremely important message is that mm-hmm. if you can get up and you did one thing, you did one thing and that is fine and that is good and you are good and you are rich and you are um, filled with goodness. And, and that's what you should always tell yourself. That is so true. Like a hundred percent. That's, I agree. I, I remember times like that, you know, where I was really sick and I would get up and have dinner with my family, you know, or um, uh, like you said, get a shower, you know, and, and, and it would feel so great to just have achieved that one thing. Right. And, but I know sometimes it's, it's trying to remember to have that view of it, right. Trying to remember that that is a success, see it as a, see, see it as a success, feel it. Right. And um, yes, to someone else, maybe just getting a shower is getting a shower, but to you and what you're walking through, it's a tremendous um, achievement. So see it that way. Like, like you said, need to always know that, that they're, they are filled with goodness and richness and, and love and that you know that that you will get you where you need to be and you will help you and you will know that something will come from this you one day you will know what is happening mm-hmm. and so that it's okay to just do one thing or nothing if that's the best you can do and but just people need to know that they are they are good and yeah they are rich and they are a piece of this human nature and that they will always be a piece of this human nature and goodness, whether they um, have a chronic illness or not. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Sorry, the volume kind of went down a little bit there. I don't know if maybe it's just the way the phone is. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm, I hear what she's saying, oh, but it's okay. not, it doesn't sound as loud. <laughs> well, well, it'll be fine. People can turn their volume up. Okay, I think I just, I just took it up there, so hopefully that helps. Yeah, there, that's good. <laughs> I know. Like I said, I love the technical difficulties of 
doing a podcast. I know I had someone, I had someone message me. I had someone message me and they're like, I hope you're staying safe, like doing this podcast. And I had, it wasn't like a much older woman. And I had to be like, oh, don't worry. Like we do it actually online. So I don't have to like actually go. And she was like, oh, okay. And I was like, yeah, I was like, but it, but it brings its problems because sometimes there's technical difficulties and I have no clue how to fix them. So <laughs> like me, exactly. yeah, but we figure them out. And as a teacher too, like people, kids will come to me and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like, you need to ask, yes. like, ask your co-students because it's really funny. You might have a third or fourth grader that like will know so much more than me. I'm like, this is great. This yeah. is why I need you in my class because you have yeah. good input, right? Exactly. And, and like, that's like what I'm getting at too with this awkward is everybody has a good, good piece to share. So mm-hmm the best you can. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if people are interested in learning about the sock project or they want to donate or they want to send socks, et cetera, et cetera, how can they get a hold of you? How can they find these things? These so one of the best, one of the best forms for me is social media. So you can check the sock project on Facebook and we also have Instagram. Um, it's the underscore sock underscore project, I do believe. And email is great. And that's teacherjessicalynn at gmail.com. And if people want to donate, they can donate through the GoFundMe um, page. And that's the SOC project. Um, And if you're struggling with that, you can also email me or you can contact me through any of the, excuse me, social media forums as well. Mm -hmm. And I can help you get those things set up. That's amazing. Even if you just want to receive socks, if you're going through a difficult time, please reach out because... Again, we have um, a bountiful amount of socks and we, we want everyone to feel loved and, and feel goodness. Have you ever done where someone's asked or requested for socks for like a specific um, event or yes. yeah, or a specific person who, they're, who they'll write to me on their behalf and mm-hmm. say that this person is really struggling? Could you um, write them? Because I also write a personal card with wow. handwritten um, about their experience and who I am that somebody mm-hmm. has, you know, contacted me about them and that, you know, what we do. And so I will, um, happily send socks on someone else's behalf to someone else or to an event. If, if people are like, we're, you know, we're, or to even to, I've sent them out even to group homes to with, with, um, youth and things that are really struggling. And, and right. Oh, that's amazing. It's really brought some really great happiness and light especially in COVID. So when they can't see anybody or do anything. So that's, yeah, cool. that's amazing. Cause I know, cause I wanted, cause we talked a lot about autoimmune, but just to clarify to people that it's, it doesn't just have to be an autoimmune issue, right? It's just, um, it's branched out to so much more than that too. Right. Like you said, mental health, like all that, just to kind of exactly. send that and kindness to somebody. It's a chronic illness. Right? Mm-hmm. It is a mm-hmm. chronic illness. People mm-hmm. live with it every day and, and they they're struggling too. So and, but again, these are all, like you were saying, invisible illnesses. And on, mm-hmm. on my socks, um, two of the pairs, the ordinary Aaron and the ordinary Tim is a human being, um, a little character with, on one side, it's the outside of the body smiling. And on the other side, it's the inside of the body being attacked with an upside down frown um, because they're invisible diseases. People can't see them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I might look fine on the outside, but actually my body on the inside is, is killing itself. And so right. I also had designed another sock called remission and I'm wearing it today, actually. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, the dark, um, uh, burgundy color and it slowly goes into white. How we hope, how we're hopeful with the sock project that people will find remission and find answers because mm-hmm. the darkness will turn to light for everybody. Right. That's so amazing. I'm actually currently in what you would call remission as well from my uh, illness. So it's been, um, they thought, yeah, they thought, they thought I was going to have a relapse pattern of every two years, uh, which was really scary because to have to relive that. And then it literally would take me a year just to bounce back from, you know, everything. So I had the drug rituximab. So I had rituximab uh, and um, obviously it's not, you know, you, it's, it takes a lot of, um, educating yourself and, and research because some of these things can then affect moving forward, you know, how your body yeah. functions, because it's, it's kind of killing some of your immune system there a little bit. But, uh, in my case, you know, like we said before, um, 
quality of life, you know, and I had it and I'm happy to say, I think it's been four, four, five, four years, four or five years now I've been in this remission of that specific uh, issue that I was having. So I I went past, I surpassed that, that uh, relapse two year that she thought I was going to have. And now I'm pushing, pushing into five years. So I'm, it's, it's such an incredible uh, feeling, like you said, and I just want that for other people. You know, I want people to have that and, and be in a remission of what they're, what they're going through as well. So yeah. And, and people that, that's just, just it. There's light at the end of the tunnel. I promise you, mm-hmm. I promise you we'll get through, but it is, it's getting to the end. That's a huge challenge, but there's, like I say, the soft project is here to get you through to the other end. So. Yeah. And it's just remembering, I think what I always like to tell people too, is that, cause I know there was a point in my life when I was striving for this like perfection and like, Oh, why am I always sad? Like why, or like, why am I sad about this? Or why can't I just be happy all the time? Right. And you forget to give yourself a little grace and remember that you've got a let you've got hopefully a long life to live. There's going to be peaks and valleys and and all sorts of emotions. And once I accepted and realized like, Oh wait, (laughs) this is just life. You know, it ebbs and flows like this. And I'm just going to accept it and just ride the wave. (laughs) (laughs) But that actually really helped because then I stopped putting that pressure on me or that expectation that like I had to be happy even in the really hard moments. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I could literally talk to you forever. (laughs) (laughs) I really could. And I know, I know, I know it's so amazing. I, but I know I, I definitely want to catch up with you again at some point, you know, once we are into COVID, like once we get through this COVID madness and, you know, the world opens back up again and you're back into your projects and doing your things, I would love to have you back on and just kind of pick up where we're leaving off here and continue on with the story and see where you're at. And speaking of COVID, are you, uh, how have they felt about you having a COVID vaccination? Have they given you a go ahead for that? Or that's do you feel really like great? That's a really great. So it looks like, um, there is a go ahead, but I'm currently in a uveitis flare up in my right eye right now. So mm. we're just kind of trying to contain that first before I mm-hmm. move forward with the vaccine, but that that's it. I mean, you know, again, that's another struggle. We're in a pandemic with mm-hmm. an autoimmune or chronic illness. We have to be extra careful because we're considered high risk. Mm -hmm. And it's also partially because of the medications because the medications suppress the immune system. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we're not normal people. We can't just go out there and be like, give us the vaccine. This is great. We're good to go. And so if people could also take that into consideration and understand that that we have to speak to our doctors before Mm -hmm. we can go through things, Mm -hmm. it doesn't just work like that for us. We can't just do whatever we want with a vaccine and be like, okay, great. I'm over 18. I can take it. No, that's not how it works for us. Exactly. (laughs) Um, So now we have to rethink what we were talking about when it cut us off again for like the 20th time. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Gotta love it. Love it. Oh, this is great. Okay. Goodness gracious me. <laughs> this is one of the things, see? Take a negative, try to make it a positive the best you can, right? Like exactly. happen. That's gonna try to stop you and you just have to keep going. <laughs> but uh I totally forget what we were talking about when it cut us off. I think we might've been talking about, um, wow. Oh, I think I remember, uh, something about, I was saying something about, oh, oh the, yes, we did actually get that. Didn't we? Yes. Yes. And we were talking about the vaccinations, right. And I was just saying, yes, that's what it was. Yay. Here we go. You <laughs> obviously talk to your doctor first, right. Before you make any big decisions, if you have an autoimmune disease or disorder. Um, but to actually consider getting it because, you know, for, you know, we can get it. And, and, and not to say that no one with autoimmune can't get like the flu shot and stuff. Cause some people know exactly yeah. different to every situation, but um, you know, my doctor, like I said, I, he wants me to get it. So the biggest risk for me actually would be that my body just wouldn't just wouldn't accept it essentially. Right. So in the end, I wouldn't be protected regardless of having gotten it. Right. That's pretty exactly. much exactly the biggest risk for me, but my doctors just felt that any protection, even if my body just takes a little bit of protection from it, um, is better than no protection long-term because that little bit of protection can mean the difference between you being hospitalized or, um, you know, uh, possibly dying from something like COVID. So, 
I have chosen that, you know, I'm going to get it. And uh, hopefully, you know, my body doesn't decide not to process it and use it for me. Yes. And that's it because, um, and that, that, like I say, I have, I've chosen to get it as well, but because of the uveitis, it's just like, you know, any, any, anything that's illness related is all inflammation. Right. And Mm -hmm. so our bodies are are often always inflamed. And so it's just like, you know, would somebody go and get, um, a vaccine if they had something like strep throat? Well, no, because you would be advised by your doctor, even in a healthy person that you don't do that. So, because you're, you're ill, so you don't get a vaccine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. so that's like what's happening with the eye it's all inflamed mm-hmm. um it's I'm almost over that because you use prednisone drops to get rid of it as well but right. um yeah you wouldn't you wouldn't as a normal human if you were ill go and get a vaccine so yeah, exactly yeah exactly but it's worth because I think automatically people you know they hear I have an autoimmune and they assume that I can't get you know that we can't get a COVID a COVID shot um obviously they don't live it so they don't understand as detailed as we would right so so yeah anyone right. who maybe be maybe thinking someone that they can't or someone they know can't um because it's not immune you know make sure you look into it and make sure you're protecting yourself um exactly the best way you can so yeah i think we can wrap up now officially before we get kicked out again or <laughs> off. let's one up the universe here and take control back and and finish exactly but anyway, like I said, I would love to have you back, you know, after um, everything and the world kind of comes back to, to normal and, and chat again and, and see where you're at. Cause I'm, I'm so interested in um, seeing where this is going to take us. And I, and I think that um, for people that can and are, are, are able and feel the need to, if they feel called in their soul and their heart to do something, take a stand, make your voice heard. Mm-hmm. If there's something that you're passionate about and you are passionate about helping people, which, you know, I think most people are mm-hmm. take a stand and, and do something about it. And, and so that's mm-hmm. what I did. You know, I, I did something to help myself, but now you got to pay it forward. And I've taken a stand and I'm making my voice heard so that people can learn from these. I'm not telling this, this story for people to feel badly about, right. you know, exactly. it's just like you with your podcast. We're not doing this to make people feel bad for us. We're doing yes. this so that people can be aware mm-hmm. of this, mm-hmm. of these things going on. <laughs> exactly. exactly. And that in spite of all these things, you can still have the things that you want, you know, and you, you may have to adjust it or do it differently. Exactly. And that's okay. But yeah, but that's okay. And, and, and that you can do it. Exactly. I think we have the exact same mantra in life for doing what we're doing. Right. And so I'm just so happy that we spoke today and, I hope you get lots of donations from this. That would be incredible. Um, <laughs> and like I said, if it helps even just one person, right, reach a diagnosis or do a little bit more research or even just um, invest in themselves a little bit more, then I think we accomplished something, uh, something great. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that is great. And I, I would like to end this with just saying my, you know, to love loud and love louder and keep loving. And that's how I would hope that we could close this down today. (laughs) Yeah, that is the perfect way to end it. (laughs) Thank you so much, Jessica. I hope you have an amazing day. And I look forward to it. Yeah, you too. Have a great weekend. (laughs) Bye.